Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It's very possible the ceasefire is going to happen in Israel. Not the move I would have made, but I don't know what the Israelis know. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. What I do know is the opportunity to get back 50 Israelis uh, or 47 Israelis and three Americans made it worth it. For the people who want to call Israel genocidal, they're really bad at this. They're bad at being genocidal, if only because they're not. Hamas is going to get back 150 Israeli prisoners. And we discussed the fact that these are minors. They're 17-year-olds who've been involved in terrorist activities. Women who've been involved in stabbings, as the reporting goes. These are not innocent folk. IDF has signed off on it. Shinbet has signed off on it. Mossad has signed off on it. They have voted on it. I have no option but to trust this, the Israelis. I want this to work. But I understand that nothing works if Hamas exists. And trusting Hamas is a ridiculous concept. And all the people screaming for ceasefire are all the people who have never once called for Hamas to be removed. They want you to believe that this is about the Palestinians. This is about a terrorist organization that has to be removed and destroyed in order for any peace to happen. But they don't care about that part because they're not actually interested in peace. It's a lie. They don't care how many kids die as long as they're Israeli kids. These are people who chant like we have elected officials right here in Indianapolis proud to say from the river to the sea. You have elected officials in Indianapolis calling for genocide, and you have elected officials hearing the call for genocide in Indianapolis and saying nothing. The leadership in this town is, is if, it, if it wasn't for IBC, would be non-existent. We're the, we're the only people, we're the only people engaging any level of moral clarity. Any, we are. Where, where is it from the elected officials? Where is it from the so-called civic leaders? I rest my case. Meanwhile, Target stores want you to know that they are not done being the most ridiculously woke people possible. Target has now decided that the answer is, let's make sure we have Pride Santa. You have the Pride Christmas Nutcracker figure, and you have a Pride Santa. It's St. Nick holding a rainbow flag. it's, it's, It's Santa. It's Santa. Can it just be Santa? 
If you at home want to decorate up Santa, feel free. It's Santa. Must everything be this insanity? And the answer is yes. So Target is making money somewhere else. Somewhere there's a board member, there's something else happening, something with the stock, something we don't understand. They don't they they don't care. They want this. Politics shoved down your throat. It's super weird. It's super awful. And I got to assume uh, some people are going to say, yeah, I really am done shopping there. Just absolutely done. Shaquille Leonard cut from the Colts. How did it happen? What comes next for the Colts and for Leonard? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Hey. Yeah. You know what? I like the players. No dickity, no doubt. Coach, I'd like to have a meeting. Okay, let's have a meeting. What do you mean I'm off the team? Basically, that is my new play in one act called Shaquille Leonard. What happened? It, it's it's going to star the late Fred Willard. Oh, gone too soon. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. What did happen where Shaquille Leonard is waived by the Colts? Is this a problem with uh, his 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 ability to to move? The surgeries were not as successful as believed. He's not the same guy. Is there a locker room problem? Was there a problem with him and and the front office? JMV joins us. He's the voice of sports in Indiana, 93.5, The Fan. Uh, and uh, let's talk about your your yesterday. You're minding your own business. You get the news that uh, Shaquille Leonard had been waived from the team. Your first take? Uh, that he was not performing well enough. At some point, they were going to cut him loose. I just thought Tony, it was going to be at the end of the season. The timing, the timing didn't make a great deal of sense, and that's why I kind of you know, dove into a little bit of research to see exactly you know what was going on. Was there some financials here as far as? you know, uh, de-escalators to where they would save some money if they did it right now compared to doing it uh, once the season was complete. Uh, there was nothing going on in the locker room. As you mentioned a little bit earlier, you're talking about it, as I heard. And, you know, he had his turkey giveaway yesterday, two hours after he was released. And he had a lot of his teammates out there. And obviously his teammates and friends, he was very liked in that locker room, had his back on that. Um, granted, at the end of the season, he was going to get cut because how much he made compared to what he actually gave on that field coming off the field on third down and such was not going to match up. But the timing yesterday was a bit odd to me. And you know, we had some conspiracy theories. We had some thoughts as to why maybe they did it. But they chose yesterday for that Shaquille Leonard level of accountability, I guess, from Shane Steichen. Let's get into the conspiracy stuff in in just a, a, a moment. Yeah. Um, the the level of play, describe it. Uh, remember, he had the back surgery and the other issues. What was happening this season? Was it an inability to get to the quarterback for for a sack or an inability to get on the field? Well, he wasn't the playmaker that he was uh, year before last. Remember. Year before last, he was just a playmaking machine. He just was. He was, you know, getting the ball out, turning the ball over. And really, you look at that team defensively, Tony, and without him, they would have been an absolute mess. I mean, he was the reason why we were talking about him in terms, I think, uh, November of two years ago as defensive MVP in the NFL. Um, he was just that good. 
And then you had the injuries. You had the back issues. You had the, the nerve damage they had to go through. And it was evident that his playmaking ability was no longer there. Plus, Gus Bradley's system was not as conducive to him being that playmaker as Matt Eberflus when he was the defensive coordinator here, and that system was. So you take a hit from that. You take a hit just inevitably because of injuries in the NFL. And he was a guy, Tony, that relied on pure and raw athleticism and speed. He's not that big of a dude. He's flying around making plays. And when you hijack some of that because of injuries, you take that away and he's not the same player. He still tackles. He still got tackles this season. But he was not the same player as he was when they signed him to that extension. But I, I, I did bring that up earlier, talking to JMV yeah. from 93.5-1075, the fan. There, there's some of this that clearly is about where he is physically. And there's no one is discussing where this team is in terms of how they see a defensive plan. Gus Bradley, Shane Steichen's defense doesn't have a place for Shaquille Leonard. I mean, that's a little bit of what we're hearing here. Yeah, I think for the most part, there's also what people would want to describe and hope to see is a level of accountability from a head coach where we have not seen that in the past, whether it's Reich or Pagano. Now, I'll get to that accountability coming up in a minute because we'll see. But he was not the same in Gus Bradley's system. And with me, I'm kind of curious if Gus Bradley's even going to be here after this year you kind of wondered we went back to this you and i had all these conversations you know about this defense and how they've handled certain situations you know playing soft as they have i kind of wonder if gus bradley is going to be the guy moving forward remember shane steiker was brought in and they kept gus bradley on that's a question for later but in the now it was clear that shaquille leonard was not the same player and he certainly wasn't the same player within this system and they found it necessary on an off day yesterday to surprise the NFL world and to cut him loose. Talking to JMV, the voice of sports in Indiana, you talk about the possibility of Gus Bradley not being here. That would signal to me that Shane Steichen was fully on board with waving uh, Shaquille Leonard, uh, that he wasn't going to be a part of this defense. It would say to me that Shane Steichen is the reason this is happening. My question is, was... Jim Irsay, a guy who needed to be convinced, did Jim Irsay agree? Or did Jim Irsay not even, you know, get to be a part of this? The decision was brought to him as opposed to he was asked for his blessing for the decision. No, I think he's asked for his blessing. I think they get him in on most of the decisions, especially one of this magnitude. So that, that part wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, I mentioned the new era of accountability, right? Um, a new era of accountability. We saw Deion Jackson earlier this season. Didn't have a good game week one. Uh, was demoted and then released. Daryl Baker Jr. didn't have a good game. Was demoted. So, a lot of fans are suggesting this is a new era of accountability, which I'm assuming Chris Ballard's glad he's not a part of because his accountability would not have been a part of the first six years compared to going into year number seven. But a lot of people are suggesting that this is Shane Steichen putting his thumbprint on this organization and his roster. Either you play or you leave no matter who you are. I don't know if it's that cut and dry, Tony, but certainly there is some Shane Steichen in this. I mean, he is going to he's going to say, listen, you're either going to play or you're not in this case. I'm assuming that played a significant role as to what level I'm not quite sure. 
now uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit going forward. You're, you're Shaquille Leonard. And I had wondered whether or not there were issues in the locker room and and maybe him complaining about not getting playing time led to levels of animosity, uh, whatever the case may be. Because we had heard through some reporting that he was told that he was going to be inactive, at least for Sunday's game and possibly uh, the rest of the season. And then the next day he's being waived. I didn't know if maybe he had asked for a trade or asked for something uh, to happen. Maybe it was creating some issues. But two hours later, as as we were discussing and you, you just brought up, there he is handing out free turkeys. So it doesn't seem to be, at least with some teammates, to be any level of, of issue there. You now take a look at the NFL looking at Shaquille Leonard. They know that he's physically not the same guy, but that doesn't mean he can't play better than I can. So is there a team that takes him? Is there? Is he going to clear waivers and there's a team that's going to want to pick him up under a new deal? Well, yeah, there's not going to be a team. He's going to clear waivers because nobody's going to want to pay uh, the amount of money it's going to take to bring him on board um, right now, which I think is like six, you know, six million dollars or whatever the case I think is right now. Nobody's going to end up paying that. What's going to happen is he's going to end up getting a reboot. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody picked him up once he clears waivers, you know, on a new deal and you know, someplace where he can possibly get a fresh start here down the stretch. That part wouldn't surprise me. But hey, Tony, here was my theory yesterday, and I don't have any signs to point that this was accurate. But it was surprising that they decided yesterday to let him go in that fashion. Um, and then you think about the Jim Irsay interview on Real Sports on HBO last night that aired for the first time where he made that comment about Carmel Police and being wronged and, you know, rich, white billionaire uh, was being Rid- Ridiculous. So um, ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And my first thought yesterday, Tony, is you could do this with Shaquille Leonard any time. You chose that day. It just made me wonder whether or not you want to take uh, a little bit of the blow away from what you knew you were going to get at 10 o'clock on HBO on Tuesday night by, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and do this right now. I have zero evidence that that is the case whatsoever. That is the first thing that I thought of yesterday when I found out Shaquille Leonard was released. Yeah, in a conspiratorial world, uh, you can always find a, a, a way that these things connect. But for those who don't know, Jim Mercer did an interview with Andrea Kramer on Real Sports uh, there on HBO and said the reason he was pulled over uh, for or and taken in uh, for being under the influence uh, in Carmel, Indiana, was because he's a rich white billionaire. Uh, that's yeah. why they did it. Um, somebody has to in in that in that Ursay family has to start taking the keys away from Jim Ursay and not letting him do these things. It's it's well, an insult yeah. to Carmel Police. It is it is as irrational a statement as I may have ever heard. And I would say it to Jim Ursay directly. This is this is behind you. You've been able to get back in the good graces, and now you're like, hey, while I'm doing this interview, let me slam the Carmel cops? Yeah, That's hey, Tony, I could, not, I could not put it any better than you are right now, too. And you mentioned the rear view. That's 10 years ago, and you're past it. And then you bring it back up yourself after these 10 years. And granted, Tony, you and I and Matt Bear, all of us go to jail under those circumstances two years ago. No matter who we are. It, it JMV, I, I, I'm up against it, but the word yeah. petty is the only word that comes to mind, and I think the Ursay children have got to start asking exactly how much public exposure is needed here. He's just wrong. So tell him. 
The ceasefire deal returns 50 Israeli children and women to Israel out of the clutches of Hamas, a terrorist organization that kidnapped them because they are complete and total barbarians. And if I haven't made myself as as clear as possible, um, I certainly have no room in my life for people who want to tell me that Hamas is just misunderstood. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. If you won't condemn a terrorist organization, I have no interest. I'm, I'm not worried if, if you're listening to the show. I'm not worried if, if, if I'm liked on social media. I, it, it doesn't matter. It, it is, a, I think, a worthy moment of saying you're not supposed to be friends with everybody. Some people just aren't worth my time and aren't worth my love. That the idea of extending grace does indeed indeed have an endpoint. And the endpoint is to those people who desperately want to do you harm. And we're not talking about religion here. We're not talking about me being Jewish. We're talking about the very concepts of Western civilization, the very concepts of standards and morality. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. It is uh, in this view that I have opposed... The idea, and certainly did not think that Israel would come to an agreement on ceasefire. Hamas must be destroyed, and you cannot let anything get in the way. It's enough already. It's over. But yet we have the Israeli Defense Forces, and we have uh, Shin Bet and, and Mossad, the intelligence organizations, agreeing to this ceasefire, all saying that this is going to be acceptable. 140 to 150, quote-unquote, Palestinians are going to be released from uh, Israeli custody. You will see this reported as women and minors. But understand, as, as we have more and more of this reporting coming in, that these are people who are, have been imprisoned in Israel for attacks on Israelis, stabbings, shootings, 17 to 18-year-old men affiliated with this one, with this organization, with acts of terrorism being released by Israel. They get 150, we get 50. There's a lot to take in here. I want to start with a basic premise the people screaming that Israel is genocidal are the most ignorant, pathetic people out there. We're going based on the data, everybody. Does a genocidal regime release prisoners? And would a genocidal regime actually keep the prisoners? Just just asking. Just asking. Keeping them from for what leverage, so uh, this this could happen, this kind of trade. Secondly, if they were a genocidal regime, they certainly wouldn't stop. They would just keep going because the need for the destruction is overarches everything. In the case of Hamas, the ceasefire helps them. Allows them to rearm, arouse them, allows them to get a, a breather, allows them to create other opportunities. This is where my worries are, and I can, the only thing that that provides a level of comfort 
is that clearly this is where Israel's worries are, yet they somehow think this is a better option. Getting their people back is the option they have to take. I respect it. Uh, My concerns are not assuaged, though. I believe that we're going to see far worse from Hamas. I believe that the attacks will not stop, even within the ceasefire. I I believe that you should be on the lookout, as I'm sure Israel is, and the United States should be considering our porous border for dirty bombs and for tactical uh, 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 nukes. Uh, you You think this is just hyperbole? No, no, no. This is getting game planned as we speak. I am not in favor of ceasefire. I admit this. But I am not privy to what it is the Israelis know. And I have to go with the belief that if they're okay with this on every level, they know where Hamas is. They know how they're going to continue. They know how to monitor to the best of their ability. Whatever it was that caused them to take their eye off the ball before is gone. They're focused. And if you can get your people back and three Americans back, you take the deal. I hope it works. I hope these people are safe. I hope they get back into the into the arms of their own families. And then absolutely, I hope Hamas was destroyed. And it would be great if these people who su- are supporting terrorists by going after Israel would recognize that everything would be better if Hamas was out of the picture. But I can only get what I get. We'll keep our eyes on the ceasefire, see how it goes.